Welcome to Take Note. This is episode number 180 of our little podcast about carrying around a notebook and reading the contents of that notebook to your friends. I say friends plural, meaning, uh, of course, myself, but also Adam, and also number one fan of the show, and uh, every 10 episodes, our co-host, this is one of those episodes, Ryan Sly is here with us. Hello, Ryan. Hey, guys. And of course, I skipped right over Adam. How are oh, you, Adam? Well, that's okay. Uh, Ryan, hello. But, uh, Brian, I'm skipping right over you to ask you, Ted, did you list yourself as one of your friends in the opening? Well, it's like I thought, okay, it was plural because Ryan's here, but then it would be plural anyway because you and I are friends. So then I, for some reason, felt felt the need to point out that it would have been plural anyway. Uh, I think it's it's very healthy that you're friends with yourself, and I don't yeah. think you should be so defensive about it. Well, you kind of put me on the spot, I'll be honest. I was going to try and let it kind of slide right past, but uh, when you brought it when you brought it back up again and really put it in the spotlight, I think that's what's led to some of the defensiveness. You're welcome, friend. So we're off to, off to a great start here on the show. Uh, <laughs> welcome, Ryan. <laughs> Good to be Ryan, back. Ryan, have you made any mistakes, made any mistakes in the last 15 minutes or so? I, not that I'm aware of, but probably. Good. Well, that's, that's better that way. Um, Ryan, if you do, don't worry. I'm totally going to let you slide. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, every uh, every episode we ask each other, what do you got? It means what have you written down in your notebook that you would care to share? And as our guest, Ryan, what do you got? Shopping at Target, walking through the toy section, trying to find a thing that five-year-old me would have wanted as a birthday present which is how I shop for children's birthday (laughs) presents. Uh, I saw a pair of black imitation Birkenstocks mixed in with remote-controlled cars. I thought someone had them in their cart and then changed their mind for some reason. Maybe the price wasn't quite right. Maybe they they too were gift shopping and decided they'd rather have a remote-controlled speedboat than a cheap pair of sandals. Maybe they really needed the sandals, but they just have self-control issues when it comes to toys. No matter what the reason, I thought they made the right choice. I wasn't a fan of the look, and they looked really uncomfortable. <sighs> I love it. Um, when I, I, I took my daughter thrift shopping today, which, you know, part of me is like, no, no, kid, this is all business. But then I, I finally uh, caved, and I... I informed her of my rule, which is you, you go shop around, you get everything that catches your fancy, whimsical, practical, the whole bit. Then when you're standing in line to check out, you take everything out of your <laughs> basket or whatever, one at a time, and ask yourself, do I really need this? Or is this just a sign of oncoming mental illness that I think I should purchase this? Do you look the person working the cash cash register in the eye as you set it down as if to say, here, you put this back? (laughs) Well, okay, life lesson, right? I I decided, despite the fact that I have myself been to Colonial Williamsburg, I did not need the kitschy Colonial Williamsburg baseball cap today. Uh, a, regret it, should have bought it, would have made my life better. <laughs> B, I, <laughs> I said this to my daughter and she said, put it down, just drop it, just drop it, put it down, just drop it. And I was like, hey, whoa, hold the phone. 
Don't try and Ryan Sly your way out of this. Don't <laughs> don't Birk, don't throw with it that Birkenstock into that uh, remote control boat section. Go take it back. And she did, as far as I know, or she got out of eyesight of me and dropped it on the floor and came back. I will never know for sure. All I know is I should have bought that damn hat, and I regretted yeah. it every every second since. Adam, what do you got? All right, Ted. Got a little quote from the local news. All right, Jay Leno, let's hear what you got. <laughs> As Taylor Swift tours across the country, some fans are claiming they have post-concert amnesia, saying they have trouble remembering the show. Uh, a neurologist from Temple University said it's actually a neurologic phenomenon that can happen in any heightened emotional state. So if you're sorry you missed the Taylor Swift show, maybe you didn't. Did I go to the Taylor Swift show? I don't remember a thing right before or right after I found that Colonial Williamsburg baseball cap <laughs> on, the, uh, on the rack. <laughs> uh, Ted, uh, what do you got? I, rarely have I heard anybody describe a concert with the religiosity of uh, my coworker and her daughter who went to the Taylor Swift show. So I'll believe anything about what happened to those people in that space. <laughs> what do you got, Ted? Uh, okay. I, too, uh, have fewer personal anecdotes, and I've, I've carried on with my writing, uh, my, my Leno-esque writing stuff from what I read. But uh, this is actually from Reddit, that, where I learned there is a solar punk movement, a solar punk movement um there was a list of like tips of how to be a good solar punk uh, i could have written down a lot of them but i uh, wrote down quote carry a sharpie to deface fascist propaganda that you find unquote so if you had a, i mean if the if the birkenstocks were black and you had a white <laughs> like a white sharpie or a white mark you could have defaced could have defaced that a bit a good been a good solar punk. What, uh, makes, what do you got? What Ryan? makes a punk a solar punk? Yeah, yeah, that's my question. I, I think it's it's climate. It's all it's angled towards climate excellence and justice and. But although I will say that what I, what's interesting about a solar punk is that they are not, they're not uh, trying to turn back the clock of technology. They're all about using technology. To be a good solar punk. Like the Sharpie pen being one example of such technology. No, like, so they're not like, oh, you know, go back to Paleolithic man eating raw meat. But they're, but they're all about, uh, you know, tech, using technology to to, to uh, get there. So they're like they're like this like they're more like solar punks, like a solar calculator. Yeah, powered by the sun. Right. That's right. Got it. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. What do you got, Ryan? So I had listened to an episode of the Judge John, uh, Judge John Hodgman podcast recently wherein they were naming things. And uh, one of the things they were naming in this episode was uh, someone's mullet. <laughs> okay. Went through sure. a bunch of different options for a name for someone's mullet. And, uh, of course, I thought of you as your son had recently had a mullet. And I made a list of, uh, of my own of names for a mullet. Uh, mustache. 
Uh, <laughs> Gloria, the Duke, Samson, <laughs> Flanders, the Texas Hammer. That's a regional joke, but you know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> we'll explain that one for you later on. Uh, Thank you. Captain, Boomer, and Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> John Hodgman's favorite from the episode was uh, Primetime, which I also thought was an excellent name for a mullet. That's very good. That's very good. I heard that episode, and uh, Jesse Thorne had an amazing long list of baseball players uh, yeah. whose names could be mullets. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. Uh, yeah, it was in awe. Uh, yes, my my son until very recently had a mullet. Decided he wanted, and he was, he became renowned for it. Um, people uh, like like a, a, a coach on our, our little tournament team was like, yeah, I was out at a tournament. I was talking to, I was yeah, a coach, unre- we're on a tournament team. A coach unrelated to the tournament team was like, I was talking to somebody and they were saying they went to some tournament and they were saying there was this kid there with this mullet. It was, and I was like, I think I know that kid. Uh, it was a famous mullet. He decided he wanted to go into <laughs> Mohawk territory. Um, so, I mean, the, the kid does not have the, the hair for a, a Mohawk. But, uh, yeah, he, yeah, well, he said, what I said, man, you're going to, we're, we're going to miss that mullet. He said, this, is, this Mohawk's just for the summer. I'm going to grow the mullet back in the fall. <laughs> and I, Another life lesson moment right well, there. Now you got a list of names. You can give them some options. <laughs> I've got to assume that the National Mullet Museum isn't too far from you guys. Would it be Would it be south or would you be going west? Which direction would that be in? Yeah. Yeah. The Texas Hammer will know what to do with that joke, Adam. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? All right. I, I, got a, I got a little article from the local news. Some Taylor Swift fans are taking extreme measures so they don't miss a single song at one of her concerts. Swifties say they are attending shows Swifties. wearing adult what is diapers. It? Hold on. What is it that Swifties Here. say? Please. Uh, Swifties say they are attending shows wearing adult diapers. They, t- they say after the stress and cost of getting tickets, they don't want to spend one second in line for the restroom. So it's uh, it's sad to think that they won't remember why they're wearing the diaper the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said, man, anything I believe anything that happens within those hallowed halls. I I do appreciate that you said that about three minutes ago because I knew it was going to be even funnier <laughs> now. <laughs> Ted, what do you got? I learned uh, in Texas Monthly Magazine. That Jackie Gleason was afraid of flying, and he had his own dedicated sleeper car for uh, for the railroad. And uh, that sleeper car now resides in Galveston, Texas, at the railroad museum there. I think think about that, <laughs> like a modern day or no, an old timey John Madden. Even though yeah. John Madden was also old timey, but Jackie Gleason's sleeper car just sitting over there in Galveston, right near right near the coast down there. Right, ne- right next to the Mullet Museum. Yep, that makes sense. Lines up. <laughs> uh, his I've sleeper lived here car this was... long and had no idea. Yeah, his sleeper. He called his sleeper car uh, Gloria. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got, Ryan? 
I uh, had a question raised at work today. Uh, if you slam on your brakes at a green light to avoid hitting a three-legged dog and a motorcyclist crashes into you from behind, did you make the right choice? My answer was, well, what about if the dog had all four of its legs? Yeah. How about a grandma or a visually impaired monkey? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Am I supposed to be blamed because the motorcyclist doesn't know how to use his brakes? I'm not running over a three-legged dog or anybody else. Yeah, what, what if it's two, two-legged dogs? <laughs> well, two-legged <laughs> dog, I mean. You know, I don't think there's many other podcasts out there considering the plight of the vision-impaired monkey. <laughs> Well, there should be more. Well, there are probably more uh, irresponsible motorcyclists out on the road, given that it is summertime. <laughs> and uh, as we record this, it's true the the calendar has truly turned to the first of the summer months. And I, you know, right out of the gates, I'd say that I'm wandering around the house barefoot more than I was uh, in the month of May, June, just. I don't know if it's the heat starts to uh, induce delirium, but uh, I find that I, I'm switching pens every 20 minutes for no particular reason, just uh, pacing around the home uh, holding a copy of Elena Ferrante's book and lose, you know, wanting to uh, write my notes in a different pen. That's a, my, it's a weird time for stationery, I would say. I don't do you, use... You guys, I don't use pencils as much in the summer, uh, okay. which is something I believe. But if I look at my notebook, it's not true right now. But um, <laughs> because because I like to keep the pencil in my ear, but I need to wear sunglasses. So and I don't like to put a pencil in my pocket when I take a walk. Sure. Just a little something personal about me. But uh, yeah. So uh, in theory, fewer fewer ear pencils for me because of the sunglasses in the summer. I mean that brings up a, a topic unrelated to the season, but the the eyeglass wearer is at a real deficit when it comes to pencils, and this is something I've experienced for a long time. A ball cap can overcome some of that with a with a tuck up, but uh, you can't wear a ball cap at work, at least not where I work. You can't wear a ball cap at work where you work. I mean, I could, but yeah, I feel like that's it'd what be, I thought. People talk about me behind my back. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, so it, it puts you at a big disadvantage with the pencil. Ryan, can you wear so a ball I, cap at work? I Some people do. I never have. I'm with Ted. It feels uh, well, like it. What you got to understand, Ryan, is, or, or what you got to understand, Adam, is that Ryan's on the leadership track. <laughs> you're not going to find, you're not going to find a, a ball cap on on a guy shooting for the C-suite like this guy. <laughs> He's moving up, climbing the ladder. Yeah, leaving my leaving my hats at home, but I don't. I'm also not a uh, wearing a pencil on the ear person either. I don't know that hmm. I've ever done that. I don't think I wear a pencil in the ear in the office. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, jeez. I well, I'm just thinking. Let, you know, this, let's, I mean, 
we'll break the fourth wall here. This conversation <laughs> wasn't fully fleshed out before we started recording. And I got excited when I realized that it's hard for me to put a pencil in my ear and wear sunglasses. Um, maybe you guys have some more interesting uh, summertime stationary related subjects. No, I mean, I think, you know, there's some increased fanny pack usage when the when the day trips start to kick in went to uh went to a went to the beach for the day yesterday and you know when you got five canvas bags flying around and you're you're going swimming and you gotta you know take the wristwatch off and you know take all the pens out of your you know shorts pockets and deposit them somewhere it gets things get a little more chaotic i would say that's what characterizes the the pocket notebook life in the summer there's just a lot more transitioning of garments and bags and all of that sort of thing so it takes like i think i use i think i use like cheaper pens a lot more and i start to you know like my notebooks filled with like doodles from kids now because we're going out to eat a lot with all this end of the year stuff and the, you know so the the orderliness of it which was minimal to begin with like i gotta find the next blank page in my field notes to figure out what's going on it's it's all it's sort of controlled chaos when it comes to my uh my summertime rig out but i enjoy it i think it's like a time to uh you know wind down a little bit to like embrace a little more um disorder a little more kind of like you know chaos and you know not taking things quite as seriously do you guys have any like summertime stationary expectations or plans or uh you know something you want to do with your notebook uh, in the summer or with a different stationary item or um or you know just something you've realized you've done in the past uh in the summer it's different I think I find, like Ted, the content changes a lot, you know, with trips and stuff like that. Well, starting sort of just recently, the same thing happened last year. I started ending up with a bunch of baseball scoring in my books because <laughs> I, uh, you know, coach the Little League teams and I'm always scoring the games live, you know playing first base coach and scoring the game on my notebook and nice. Which surprisingly, is a, you know, amazing, they've got amazing achievement to do those two things <laughs> at the same time. I mean, I, that people say I have a shorthand for it and, but I can't tell you how many times that, you know, we've got apps for it and machinery and all this stuff. And invariably at least one time during every single game they'll come to me knowing at this point that I've got it all down how many outs do we have or what inning is it or what how <laughs> you know how how many runs did they score in the last inning and I got it all right there in my notebook but so there's that but I mean the kids also as you said Ted it's like you know hangman and a bunch of drawings and doodles and stuff at restaurants and things like that and um which is fun to to see later later on uh, um you know 14 drawings from from lily in idaho or whatever um 
But I also kind of choose the books a little differently sometimes too, at least the last couple of years based on where we're going. Like one year we went to Wyoming and I had a Wyoming debtor print, you know, with field notes with a bunch of Wyoming stuff on it. Yep. And last year we went to Idaho and I had an Idaho one, um, which is, I don't know, satisfying to me for some reason. This summer, though, it's not going to happen that way because we're going to Costa Rica. But I there is that Costa switch. Rica edition, right? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> I think there's a Puerto Rico one. No, oh, isn't there a Costa Rica coffee one, like a Starbucks oh, Costa Rica? It seems like there's one for everything. I'll yeah. have to see if I can find it. But I mean, I actually, I just switched to this. Uh, Pretty much everything version, the one that has all the DDC logos all over it and stuff, um, which is my 50th uh, or 60th book, I should say. It's five years ago today before we went to uh, Ted's ranch. I bought my first Field Nuts and wow, a, uh, that's awesome. Papermate so do, Ink Joy. You do one a month, huh? Yeah, one a month. I mean, that's the average anyway. Oh, okay, yeah. so it didn't, it's, you, you've you averaged one a changed. month, but you're not that, um, you're not, like, religious about it. You don't, on the first day of the month, just start a new notebook. No, I gotta, I gotta fill every page. That's a problem. <laughs> I can't leave that is awesome, space. man. <laughs> what a journey it's been. Indeed. But, yeah, as far as goals, I gotta, I gotta start writing again. You know, we used to talk about that a lot. And for yeah. the first 30 or 35 or whatever, I wrote, um, you know, a prompt story in the middle of every book. And I've kind of been on a little hiatus from that, but I'm itching to get back to that kind of stuff this summer. Summer's nice. a good time to, to reboot those old things like that. I think. Yeah. I think last summer is when I decided I was going to write stories in the uh, vein of country songs for clones. And, uh, I mean, I think summer is when I come up with these grand plans that they don't (laughs) don't necessarily happen. I've got one this summer. I was was reading an interview with uh, Dave Eggers, and uh, he was talking about Maurice Sendak, who Dave Eggers wrote the Where the Wild Things Are movie. Um, and he says everything Maurice Sendak wrote and the reason that his books resonate is that they're all from the deep subconscious. He was never thinking, how do I plot this book? No, no, no. You simply try to write from the subconscious from the same place where your nighttime dream storytelling brain is creating. Um, when a story comes from the subconscious, something uniquely resonates for both the author and the reader. Um, it's down here in the darkest part of your gut. And uh, so I, I read that and, you know, I keep a dream journal, which I've mentioned before. Um, and uh, the first dream journal, I, uh, I um, at the end of the year, I like wrote it down in my notes app. I summarized some of them, the ones that I wanted to. And so I decided that I would do that with my other dream journals as well. And then try to f- kind of figure out if there are some things there uh, that that really that feel like they could be these, I don't know, I think my thought is like very simply written um, stories that maybe come from my subconscious. Let's see if I can do that without trying too hard. There's a writer I can think of who actually kind of works in that, 
Hoover, which was a while ago. I was into like slipstream fiction. You may recall. I can't yep. remember if we ever talked about we, it on this. We did. I think we. Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, Je- so Jesse Ball is his name. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's a he he teaches or ta- at least taught at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. But I read one of his books, and it just fully lived lives in that world. Uh, kind of Alice in Wonderland esque, you know. Uh, I don't know Paul Auster like surreal, no explanation kind of you know Kafka esque stuff. But really good. Um, maybe that'll maybe that'll spark you a little bit. I've got a Jesse Ball book that I've wanted to read. It reminded me of this guy Arthur Bradford, who I think we have discussed briefly before. He's done two short story collections, and one of them that I read twenty years ago was just about a couple of kids finding the largest snail they'd ever seen. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but it was like a freakish snail. Um, but it, it was dreamlike. <laughs> anyway, and it stuck with me forever. Well, I like the idea of keeping them brief and not, not putting yourself under any pressure to do anything, you know, ambitious. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> I, we've seen how that's gone in the past. <laughs> but, I mean, summer does feel like a time for that, time to let you fancy fancy float a little free and you know imagine a world in which it's summer all the time which i think isn't it you know just the the mindset of summer i always get excited about it um i always click over to a new spotify playlist where i try to tap into whatever that feeling is that 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 tone that summer to me has a tone more than any other season and it's always something that aesthetically I sort of try to aspire to. Um, and you, I mean, you created a new playlist, Adam. I haven't listened to it yet, but it, was it a short one? Is it a few songs? Is it a bunch of songs? It's uh, it's two songs. I don't know why you didn't listen to it. No, I'm kidding. It's, um, what is it? It's uh, it's less than an hour. It's 11 songs. And uh, we'll, we'll share it with folks. It's, um, you know, it's all bangers as usual. And uh, I don't really know how to describe it exactly. Uh, there's probably more explicit content than usual, but not a lot. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. It's hard for me to talk about music and know exactly what to say about it. I've, you know, said before, I, I kind of listen to a few different radio stations that just play music and often a little strange music and then I make a giant list of anything that's interesting to me and then I over the last six months I've kind of like made that giant list and then narrowed it down to these 11 songs and I thought I had oh, wow. the playlist and then uh, like the day I was ready to go with the playlist which I think was June 1st the day I was planning to kind of you know halfway I made my last one sometime in December uh, but June 1st I heard uh, another song that uh, was I knew immediately it was, uh, like it was gonna, it, it was gonna stay catchy. Like I wasn't going to get tired of it. And so that's on there too. You, you slipped it in under the summer slipped, deadline. The there June was gonna, first. Yeah, well, there was going to be a, there, yeah, there was going to be, it was going to be 10 songs and we got the 11th on there. So if, if you, if you get a chance to listen to the playlist, anybody, and there's one song you really don't like, it's probably that one that I didn't <laughs> uh, spend a lot of time thinking about. <laughs> 
Well, if I this is a this is a philosophical question. If I put your playlist on shuffle, would oh. you be insulted by that? Uh, what did you? You didn't you didn't renew your Spotify premium? Is that what's going on? No, it's philosophical, man. I just I just want to know what's your approach. Are you are you going to take us on a journey that's dependent upon the linear listening of uh, the the sequence? You know, I guess I would say this one, not so much as usual. Like, uh, but the the problem with that is that there's, you know, you could end up the first couple songs you're listening to. I mean, they are all bangers, but, um, you know, <laughs> if, uh, it's starting to sound like you're worried that they're not all bangers, Adam. Well, no, there's, there's just a couple, couple, they're all weird. This is a really weird playlist. They're mostly weird. Nine out of eight out of 11 are really weird songs, I think. Um, but, uh, if you, you could start with one or two of the bland ones, the bland ones, they're not even bland. They're also pretty weird, but they only work when you've been listening to a lot of weird stuff for a while, I think. I don't know. You uh, listen to it all the way through and then listen to it on shuffle for like six months and tell me what you think. <laughs> well, I'm going to definitely... So I've started my big, big, uh, you know, summer playlist where I dump everything, but I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm going to put together some kind of 11-track list that captures my my summer feel i mean i i'll be interested to see if this six month in the making playlist of yours maybe i feel like there could be this magical thing where it it is somehow becomes a summer playlist just by whatever whatever weird magical forces are out there i'm gonna put it to the test i, I think it does really have some summer vibes and i and here's here's what i think the 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 three and a half hours or whatever I had of things that I've been saving from the radio, there were some really good mellow things on that like long playlist, but none of that made it onto this. It's all just like high energy. Well, it's almost all high energy. Anyway, so we've talked about that playlist for a long time. Hmm. I look forward to Challenge listening accepted. to it. Yeah. Me too. For reals. The other thing I see myself doing, uh, I've already started in the um, in the notebook for the summer, is uh, it quotes from my uh, my summer read that I'm real excited about. I'm reading uh, the Wager by David Grand, the uh, the the book that every dad by law has to read this summer, the, the, um, <laughs> the shipwreck book from the 1700s, and I've already got like a long quote about a uh, read a shipworm that measures a foot long. Um, a little side note, I found that what I've started doing in the notebook geez like a a year and a half ago ted you you found this quote from sabald saying that like just write your quotes in your notebook and don't attribute them and steal them later um a quote that came out right around the time that uh the late wj sabald was getting in trouble because people were realizing that his books from 20 years ago were filled with quotes that he didn't attribute anyways i've been doing that a lot um i just write the quotes and i don't necessarily write where they came from which is a lot of fun but anyway i'll be i'll be writing about the wager by david gran as i read it are you guys uh you guys got any summer books you're excited about well ted you said you're reading uh ferrante which one are you on now um it's the third one those who stay and those who go something like that i'm loving it three quarters of the way through so it's almost I've almost gotten through it too quickly to uh, to be a summer read, but it's I'm kicking it off, kicking off the summer with 
what I knew I was going to love, and I am indeed loving it. That's good. I'm like 25 pages into that same book. Nice. I just started it. Which reminds me, I've just been meaning to tell you guys, one can no longer be sure nowadays who is and who is not in a state of temporary insanity. That's <laughs> a thing that I just came up with uh, on my own. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I just uh, finished The Brothers Karamazov not too long ago, um, and that was a quote I had written down from that book. Um, Say it again. I, then I read this, uh, yeah. Um, one can no longer be sure nowadays who is and who is not in a state of temporary insanity. That's well, fantastic. That's, I'm glad glad to know that you've, you've read that because I, I'm pretty sure in our previous episode I uh, stated that you were reading uh, Anna Karenina by Leo Tolstoy. So, <laughs> so now, you have to read, now you have to read Anna Karenina by Tolstoy. I'm sorry to inform you. And, yeah. Um, let's see, I've got... I have, uh, how brittle the past was, continually crumbling, falling on her. That's a quote from uh, those who leave mm. and those who stay. So you've got that line to look forward to in there somewhere. Seamen often had fingers smeared with tar, which was used to make virtually everything on a ship more water-resistant. Seamen were known <laughs> as tars. <laughs> Let's do this again next week, Adam. And Ryan. Sounds great. Say? Ryan, I hope you join us in another 10 episodes. Well, Thanks, guys. I hope to. When we're sure we're going to have you... Ryan join us for the New Yorker episode, unless uh, New York fiction Good. episode, unless he Good. says uh, he's not into doing that, and then we'll edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be there. Great. Good. Before 10 episodes. And Ryan, when you make your summer playlist, make sure to share that. We'll share it. On our Substack, we'll write up a newsletter with all these playlists as well as other fun content. You can sign up for our Substack newsletter at takenotepod.substack.com. If you find it in your heart to support the show financially, we are on Patreon. Thank you very much to everybody who already supports the show. continues to be really awesome uh, that you've chosen to do so and we're at some point here we'll start to plan for our year-end extravaganza for those who uh those who pledge and uh if you have a message if you'd like to send us an email you can email us at takenotecentral at gmail.com we do enjoy hearing from you over there in the meantime take care please